when you go into a game with a great coach and a great game plan, you feel like you will prepare for anything that may come your way. With Love and Light Doula Agency, you will also feel like you have a great coach and game plan. Love and Light Doula Agency specializes in postpartum support, fertility support, labor support, and surrogacy consultations. Call 410-657-8767 today or visit the website loveandlightdoula.com to get started. That's 410-657-8767 and loveandlightdoula.com. Schedule your consultation today. One last time, 410-657-8767. L-O-V-E-A-N-D-L-I-G-H-T-B-O-U-L-A.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host and their guests. They do not reflect the views or positions of our sponsors. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You're listening, you're watching Sideline Talk. I'm the humble beast himself, Coach Hurt. What it is, y'all? It's your boy, Alan, saying the place to be. God bless y'all, man. Hey, thank y'all for tuning in on Facebook Live. I'm sorry. Yeah, we live from the Facebook group. Hashtag Sideline Talk. Shout out to everybody that's watching us on YouTube and Twitch. Yes. Sideline Talk is now on Twitch. Y'all see the ticket at the bottom. Follow us on all on those social media platforms, by the way. Man, let's get right into it, Al. Mm. It's been a lot of chatter going on about MVP talks the last couple weeks. And wow, here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Another MVP candidate is sitting at home watching the rest of the playoffs. As the Bucks were destroyed in Boston, 109 to 81. Let's add Mr. Hey, what up, John? Welcome to the street. Welcome What's to the up? street. What's up, fellas? What's, What's happening? How y'all doing? Feeling good, feeling great. We was about to give uh, Mr. Bad Guy himself, Alan C., the floor. Because um, if you don't know, in our Facebook group, Hashtag Sideline Talk, Al has been the, I can't, what, what's the, I can't even find the right word for it, but troll. He, he's been, he's been, vet, it's been a little trolling, yeah. he's been trolling a little bit, but. A little, little couple he, reaches here and there. Yeah, but he's been consistent in his disbelief. And in Jokic and how he didn't deserve MVP. So I'll, I'll let you talk it out, Al. What you, what's going on, man? I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm going to take some shit off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness. And New York, goddamn y'all motherfucking women. Nah, I mean. 
ain't running. I said what the fuck I said, cuz. Yeah. Yo, it is the worst back-to-back MVP. I don't care if Giannis went out second round. Yo, uh, Joel went out the second round. They both. My bad, my bad. Go, go, go. You good. They both were better this year. And they both, um, they both were better this year. And they both got further than the Jokic, who got his MVP trophy delivered to a goddamn barn. So yeah, I, mean, I ain't but, backing down from it. Yeah, your whole stance were was um and correct correct me if I'm wrong, but your stance was the fact that the MVP is sitting at home watching the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And now <laughs> you pick the MVP. They sit at home watching the playoffs. So they still we back at square one. The MVP is back at home watching the game. Yeah, but but that shouldn't and, and to me that's the it's a regular season award. That shouldn't I have any it. merit behind but the regular it. Regular season, he wasn't even top four. This team was the top four. The team was the top four. Now your team gotta be top four to be MVP. That's what they told me. That's what y'all told me before I started going to Westbrook. I'm sorry, Westbrook. Pardon, pardon me. Old habits die hard. But before I started going to Westbrook, y'all told me the top four was the MVP. That's why they took it away from the players' vote for going to Kareem. Because Kareem was getting it and not even going to the playoffs one year. Because they knew they couldn't stop him. And now they want to stop it and say it got to be the top four players. All right, cool. They keep the same energy. When, when Kobe didn't get it, wait, wait. all right, cool. He was, a, he was a seventh seed. I got it. I understood. Wait, wait, wait. Now I'm confused. You said a top four player or no, a top, top four, four seed? seed. You got to be something in your team. You got to be valuable to your team. The, the middle word is valuable. So, the middle word is valuable. So, so you got to add some type of value to your team. All right, listen, we, we're going to move on from this point. We're gonna move on. I'm not I'm not gonna go in, but are we gonna move on? The worst back to back MVP that we've ever seen. But I don't I don't believe that. I don't I don't I don't like that's such an oxymoron. Like he deserved the award. He was the most valuable, he was the most valuable player to his team. Y'all are going to okay, he can be team MVP. I ain't got no problem with that. Cool. Goddamn league. Y'all gonna have to explain to me why he got more MVP trophies than Kobe, than Shaq, than Kevin Durant, than the same amount of Steph Curry, the same amount as Giannis. He ain't that level of caliber of player. He ain't never been. But he gonna get that same award or more awards than them? Nah. So, yeah. So, I, before we move on, her can I can you name all the, the people in his position better than him? At his position, yeah. In, start, no, 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 not not all time. We're talking in the league now. Joel, that's, that's a short list. That's the MVP. <laughs> we can we can stop it right there. Wait, that's the MVP. Wait, 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 and that's even debatable. Ain't no debate for me. That's very debatable. More point, more rebounds, better defender. No, not a no. debate to me. I don't care about my center passing the ball. How many? How many assists the Shaq average? I don't not, know. 
I could give yeah, a, I could give a shit less. I don't care different, about different era. How many different. assists does Akeem average? I don't know. I know Vita Sabonis averaged a lot of it. There ain't nobody fighting for that nigga to be MVP. Nah, oh, boy. He, he and that's the only thing that he has over Joel is assists. All right, cool. All right, but all right. We 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 beat that that horse down. Let's let's just move on. So if you just tuning in, the Bucks and the Celtics. The Celtics destroyed the Bucks at home. Absolutely beat the fur off of them. What's your thoughts on the game, John? Um, I know before the series, I don't remember who picked. Like I couldn't pick. Like it was so close to me. Even with Middleton out, I seen it as such a close matchup that I couldn't really tell who would win it in the end. So I can't take no credit of picking the Celtics, though. I have I have picked the Bucks just because being a uh, fan of Giannis, but I knew going into it most likely six or seven Celtics should win that because they have a better, healthier overall team. It's it's been it's mean before you know it. I mean, it's only you can do so much before the all four tires of that of that fucking car go way and tear, and that's what happens to the to the Bucks. I mean, Grayson Allen outplayed himself the series before. And he didn't bring that shit to this series. So, I mean, you couldn't expect too much for, from everybody from that team. But it's just like when the bench of the Celtics showed up, they showed up. And the Bucks didn't. I mean, it is what it is. Giannis did everything he could do. Drew Holiday, he tried to do everything he could do. It's just the team just was outmatched at the end. I also believe that um, in the closeout game in particular, Milwaukee just looked gassed, and um, once the shot wasn't falling, it looks like everyone lost confidence. I mean, there were guys missing eight footers. <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, baby, you 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 at the rim? You you six seven six eight? You at the rim, and you're missing consistently. It was just, it got out of hand quick. Um, from a coaching standpoint, I'm watching the game and I'm I'm watching the third quarter and you know the lead is spreading and I'm thinking to myself, why is Bobby Portis now on the court? Because they were visibly attacking the matchup with Brooke Lopez, like attacking him downhill, making him commit to the rim, kick it out to his man at the three point line, buckets jumper. And then it came out that um, what's the name? Bobby Portis had he had a moment of frustration on the sideline. <laughs> we try to break his his goggles, <laughs> and I'm like, bro, you can't have those moments. No. You can't have that in a closeout game. Not now. Like no. at a timeout, I get it, but in the middle of it, when they need you, when you know, when Bud could have made an adjustment to get Brooke off the court. Because the lineup that was in in that third quarter that was that like stretched the lead, you had um what was it Horford, Grant, Grant Williams, Tatum, Brown, and Smart. Hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, dang, I gotta get Lopez off the floor, put Bobby in. Or if Bobby wasn't available, um Shugs, throw, throw, throw Wesley Matthews back in and play Giannis on, on Horford. Something. It was just a. I thought the adjustment was too 
drawn out. He waited too late to make the adjustment, and it snowballed downhill from there. But um, I know we'll get to it later about uh, the finals matchups and everything, but I wouldn't be surprised if Boston won the whole thing. Actually, I would actually be, you know, kind of happy if they did. So you be the only one. cussing me out. <laughs> you see, you be the only one. Who disappointed? That almost cussed me all the way out. Right. <laughs> Wait, I mean, again, that's to to take off my my fan hat. Ime Udoka. I know I probably just butchered that man's name, but y'all know who I'm talking about. Maybe Coach Bud didn't at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And when he needed it, he got the best out of his guys. Um, when Giannis went for 44, so did Tatum. That was a that was a game to pull it away, game six. Giannis had one of the best games that he, he had in the series, expended everything to get that done, but we just could they couldn't stop Tatum. Right. And when he matched. The second person was way better than Giannis' second with, with Middleton out. I mean, they, they mentioned this on um, on TV. Acho was saying, you know, we say Jordan is six for six and never went to a game seven. Well, two of those sixes that he won, Paxson made sure he didn't go to a game seven with the last shot. And Kerr made sure he didn't go to a game seven with that last shot. Where is that person that's going to step up to make sure that Giannis, you know, doesn't get to that game seven when he's giving you everything, you know, on that court and he needs that one last extra kink from uh, the others, as Shaq would call it. Yeah, that's, that's valid. That's, That's a valid question. Um, has yet to be seen. I to to but, piggyback off what Al said. I mean, if you just go back to last year, I mean, you see what Middleton put up some clutch jumpers last year to, to help them get not only to Eastern Conference Finals but to, to the championship and continue that run that they did. And PJ Tucker, the 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 nastiness, the toughness, the the all in your face where they needed that the most, they didn't have it this year, so they couldn't help stop a run or like hold a lead at a point at times and shit. It's just certain pieces that wasn't there for them this year that just unraveled and it just, it just showed. Like, you can go back to the game where Al Horford scored that many points. You felt like, well, shit, Giannis, even though you know, he 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 did continue to have a good series, somewhat not amazing, but still great enough to put up the numbers that he did. Who's talking about? I'm, I'm saying you can tell that, that day at Horford had that game you oh, see oh. that that Giannis was gassed then. You see, like he was just like out of it, like he was just done. And it was like, yeah, you won't have to, a few more games of this, and somebody else need to step up. And ain't nobody did. Nobody, nobody could drop anything. They were just dry and, and, and out and, of it. Right. They couldn't hit the in in key moments. Mm-hmm. In key yeah. moments, because uh, I believe was it Game Six? I think it was Game Six, Al, where Giannis had. Like forty four and twenty, and but um, Drew Holiday had thirty, if I'm not mistaken, in that game. But it's just you know, in those clutch moments, you need them. No one cares 
that you had such and such amount of points if in those in the clutch you couldn't deliver. Right. So Great. it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting offseason to see what they do. Um I agree with you, John, that PJ Tucker was missed. Um obviously Chris Middleton was missed. You know, it's hard to replace an all-star, especially when your bench is depleted to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like, even though they won the championship last year without DiVincenzo for, like, pretty much the whole season. You know what I mean? Um, look at the bench this year. It's like, with a Bucks team that's healthy, who are you, who are you relying on? Outside of, you know, Grayson Allen coming off the bench. Pat Connison. Yeah, when he did get on the court, well, I mean, he took the Lopez. And then Brooke Lopez at 35, 36. In this league, you can't play him in every lineup because he's a liability, you know, for, from a foot speed issue. So they have a lot of decision makings to do on personnel, the personnel front. So it'd be interesting to see what happens there. So appreciate everybody joining in and tuning in with us on Twitch, on YouTube, and in the Facebook group, hashtag Sideline Talk. Let's move on to the Suns. <laughs> Do <Look>. the Suns. <laughs> look, look, let me tell you my experience before. Like, I didn't even watch the game. I was watching a movie with the wife and my phone to the left of me and I'm hitting the alerts. So I see the alerts from the Facebook comments and I say, I see, Al, are you watching the game? I already knew it must have been terrible. It must have been <laughs> ass whooping. That's because he was asking for help. Al, please get your ass on this TV. No, 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 that's how, no. That's how I took it. So I said, all right, let me see what's going on. Put up bleach report. I said, damn, close out, throw this shit away, go back to the movie. I ain't had <laughs> nothing else. Now, no, now mind you, I wasn't asking for help because I literally was just, I just turned, I, I missed the first half. I'm out, okay. out and about. I get in, um, took a peek at like a performance on Billboard, and then it was like, all right, let me th- go to the game. I'm like, it's had some already? And I see the score. I'm like, yo. <laughs> what? So, but y'all, y'all understand. I'm a I'm a fan of Luca. I, I root for Luca a lot. Whoa. However, yeah. I did I want Chris I want Chris to get a ring. I want Chris to get a ring. I feel like Luca, in, in my mind, Luca Luca is going to be the best player in the league. For a whole lot of years, and will have a whole lot of opportunities to win it. At 36, 37 years old. 37. Yeah, I, Chris, Chris Paul's chances is over. Well, well hold, hold that, hold that thought, her. Now, when you said that, the guy named Al shook his head. Yeah, because it took him a minute to come around to the Luca. I'm thing. not, and that's another thing I'm getting That's another thing I was tagged on. When I said Luca is a bad watch for me, I'm not saying Luca is a bad player. 
I wanted to I wanted to correct that. I never said that Luca was a bad player. I just said when I watch him, he never goes off. He's just a bad watch for me, just like Zion. Every time I watch Zion, he get hurt. Mm. All right, let's. <laughs> so I'll never say he was bad. I even call him Luca the Don. I, yeah, I he, don't think he's bad at all. I just can't. I've never watched when he goes off of his big games. I'm not in front of my TV watching it. And when I am, like that second half, what was that game three? He literally had 33 points in the first half and it had four in the second. Just because I started watching at halftime. Like, <laughs> he's just a horrible watch for me. And then wow. they were taking turns on the pick and roll, bullying Luca. And that was the last time I watched the series, and that was the last time Luca played bad. <laughs> mm. So that brings us to our question: Do the Suns try to run it back with the same core guys next season? Mm. I'm torn on this one. You came up with the question. How you talking? You should already know the answer. <laughs> because, like you said, Chris Paul is 37, and as soon as his 37th birthday hit, um, he proved 37. Like, he turned into a pumpkin on his 37th birthday. Mm. And didn't score. I think he averaged, like, nine points the rest of the way. I'm gonna say that they don't run it back with that core because I don't I don't want I don't want I don't know what's going on with Aiton. It seems like there's turmoil right there. What's going on with them? Inward with the team and on the on the court, I just don't know. So maybe they switch some things up, but they do keep CP3 with Booker and see what they can do from there. But with Aiton, I don't I just it don't feel good. It just don't look like it's gonna be together with them. I mean, it might change over the summer and going into the fall, but we'll see. I mean, he's a free agent, but I don't know if you've reached a payday. Mm. Are you talking about he want max dollars, so. All right, that's what I said. I don't know if you've reached and pay that for him. I'm an Aiden guy, but sometimes he don't show up to be the Aiden that I think he can be. Hmm. You there? You frozen? I think that nigga froze. Oh, he done. Yeah, <laughs> he froze. They just don't appear to be eating all the time. Mm-hmm. And with uh, with the West Western Conference and the whole NBA getting more healthier going back into next year, especially in the Western Conference with uh, both LA teams and everything that's about to shake up. Shit, even with the uh, you could say uh, the Nuggets. What Utah is gonna do? Who who are they gonna trade to try to make that team better? Um, they got to do something because even though they was one of the top teams this year, but it might not happen again. So they are gonna have to do something to try to stay in that top three to five tender of, of, of a team. Yeah, I mean, I think LA is done as far as Lakers. I think LA and Clippers or just LA. You just going as far as Lakers. I think. Too old and no feature pieces. Mm. I think they're done, and I think the Clippers. You're relying on Kawhi Leonard to be something he's never been. Like Kawhi Leonard is not a 
franchise starter or a franchise builder, if you will. He doesn't establish culture. He comes to a team that already has a culture and is a hell of a mercenary. You can't build around Kawhi because he's never there. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't build a strong team around him because he's not available. Like some niggas is Batman and, and Spider-Man, and you know what to call, you know how to put that call out, and you know they're reliable for your city. Some niggas are just Deadpool. They don't come in and fuck shit up, and that's it. Like yeah. <laughs> you don't want Deadpool having to save your city the whole goddamn time. You need you need a Batman. People and end up good. destroying destroying the city and damn near fucking up the, the person he's supposed to save at the end of the day. Yeah, he gonna he gonna win, but he gonna fuck up everything. The culture, the your draft picks, your money. You gonna get that chip, but it's gonna cost your ass at the end of the day. Or you gonna get to the Eastern Conference, the Western Conference Finals, but it's gonna cost you something. Right? Yeah, he's just not a culture builder. Like the Spurs already had a strong culture, so mm-hmm. all you got to do plug, get a stop, get a bucket guy in there, Kawhi Leonard. But you know Tim Duncan already built that culture to what it was. Right. And then the Raptors say what you want about Kyle Lowry, but Kyle Lowry and De- DeMar DeRozan already built the Raptors up. All he had to do, plug in to get a stop, get a bucket guy, and they have it. Now you're trying to build that with the Clippers. They haven't ever had that. Yeah. I get what you're saying. So I don't know what happened to her. So I feel like we should stay on a basketball topic while we're here. And have one of your uh, stop with the shop it questions while we still talking about the Suns. Um, Booker and CP3 has underachieved as a backcourt. Stop with the shop. I'm going to shop that one personally. Mm. I thought maybe because I got too much. Yeah, there's way too much pressure to put on Devin Booker. Mm. But this was supposed to be the Lakers backcourt with Kobe and, and Chris Paul to an extent. Just okay. a little older. And Rose reversed. Uh Herb said uh Suns need another guy that can create his own shot. I don't think hate Aiton comes back. Um but to, for the shot of the stop the question, we said Booker and CP3 has underachieved as a backcourt. I'm a I'm a stop it and shop it. I'm a I'm a I'm a shop it because I believe CP3 has that mindset in the Suns with Monty Williams and Booker with that whole organization now that if they don't win a championship, it's bust. So they feel like they underachieved. I feel like they overachieved because before they before CP3 got there, they was just the Suns. It was just a laughable organization. Okay, oh yeah, Booker gonna score 60 plus, 50 plus, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like ain't nobody was really scared of the Suns to be like get to the playoffs and be like, oh, that they're gonna they're gonna do something. When CP3 got there, he changed the whole narrative. So I don't believe they totally underachieved. I just believe. With that mindset of what they're trying to do, they feel like they underachieve because they feel like they can win the championship. But me personally, I feel like they overachieve because a lot of people didn't have them in that top tier caliber of, of a um team with going into it when they first started with the LA's healthy, um with uh um 
both LA's being healthy when the trades come down. Golden State being healthy. Uh, the Nuggets doing what they doing with uh, with Joe Vic. Uh, um, Utah doing what they was doing at the time, and you had other teams in the mix. But with those teams, you wasn't mentioning the Suns right there in the top. So I believe now that CP3 come there and with Booker and they helped it going to the championship last year, losing and going mm-hmm. kind of medium in the playoffs, they overachieved in the Suns organization from my, st- from my standpoint because they wasn't top tier before they got there. Well, like I just said about Kawhi, opposite the truth for Chris Paul, that Chris Paul is, is a Batman that can – stabilize a franchise he's done it in new orleans in the middle of katrina no less matter of fact him in the middle of katrina stabilized new orleans and also created a basketball culture in oklahoma for what is now the thunder so he should stabilize a franchise pretty much two franchises went to the thunder stabilized that franchise after westbrook and kevin durant Went to the Clippers, stabilized that, which again was never really a stable franchise, and now he's doing it for Phoenix. So he is that culture builder, right? That's why I say it's a double edged sword where you feel like, all right, well, you're to achieve what you underachieve because you still at your age at 37 now want to ring one, want to win a ring. Like, if you run, a, if you win a ring, you pretty much walking away. State Farm's going to have hella commercials for you, walking off the court, everything's going to be set up for you. Like you might fuck around, cave out, and age ten years after you win that ring. So that's how I, mean, I felt about the situation. Chris Paul will be in somebody's studio pretty soon. Yeah. Well, while we yeah, talk about Chris not Paul, doing the NBA, if he's not doing the NBA, PA, you know, players' association stuff, you know, behind the scenes, mm-hmm. I think he's really good at it as well. Yeah. So while we're talking about Chris Paul, how did you feel about Pat Beverly uh, rants on get up and uh, first take in the morning? I missed it because I don't really watch ESPN. I watch Fox on the ESPN. Right. But I seen um, Damian Lillard comments afterwards, which was more interesting for me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a damn guy. So... Like you said, what what is your beef with Chris Paul? Like, did I mean we just seen you smack this beat? Did he push him? He smacked him. He pushed him or something, right? For people who didn't watch, I felt like it was great TV. No matter the outcome, hate or insight or whatever you wanted to call it, I felt like it was good TV. But they baited his ass too. They baited him a lot because it was a buildup. It was a buildup, and it was like. Pat Beverly was like, man, look, I want to see all the slander that y'all give James Harden, uh, Giannis, Embiid, uh, anybody that y'all give slander to, give it to CP3. Don't just say he a Hall of Famer and he uh, he one of the best point guards there's ever been and don't give him slander. No, he wanted the same slander. And I guess once they was trying to like tweet the line and say, but like, oh, yeah, he had a bad game, but X, Y, and Z. He was like, nah, we ain't trying to hear that. And I, I you gotta you gotta take it a grain of salt, but understand he is he is in the blocker room with other people. He did go against him against plenty of other times in different organizations. So even though we on the outside looking in, some of his word holds merit, even if it's hate or not. Because some hate mm-hmm. is true. 
some truth is it is what it is. Welcome back. Yeah. Uh first and foremost. Oh go, he gonna he gonna go back like full comments to I, no, I, I ain't about to go back. I ain't about to go back. <laughs> I was like I'm let it go though. I know that's the second one yeah, you let go. Lot. The third one you ain't letting go, brother. That's I know, a lot but of that's BS a lot of hope that I have for book though. Like <laughs> for man, what did he hope I have for book? But he he ain't nowhere like you said. He ain't nowhere near remotely close. Y'all, listen, y'all uh-huh. people gotta stop. People gotta stop. Like gotta stop. But. To your question, I believe from a basketball standpoint, Patrick Beverly said a lot of truth about Chris Paul, about him not guarding anyone, about the fact that um, you're not going to bed early, you know, because you got to play Chris Paul the next day. The fact that uh, no one in the league is scared of the Suns, like, that's true. But, and even the fact that, you know, he wants, you know, it seems like he, he's fed up that, that Chris Paul isn't getting the slander treatment because his pedigree. Like you mentioned, John, how, you know, y'all talk about James, y'all slandered PG in a bubble, all this and that. Why not slander Chris? And then also he's frustrated because on the court, he feels as though Chris get a lot of um, foul calls, or he doesn't get a lot of foul calls. Like they look out for Chris. Yeah, it goes both ways for him. And he, but, he would go through some of the examples of of some things of why he should have fouled out in some games. Correct. But and yeah. then also just look at the games. Like if if you pay attention to the games, they attack Chris Paul, and that's no knock on Chris Paul because. That's what you're supposed to do to old men. Like, I don't know what it is about culture now and this generation. Maybe because we have LeBron, who's played, seems like he gets better every year, you know, or um, Chris Paul, for that matter. He's 37 and still putting, you know, doing great things. He looks like his, uh, he looks. He looks closer to his to his younger self than you know what you expect from what would expect from thirty seven year old man, but at the end of the day, there's still an old man. <laughs> like if if you really believe Chris Paul plays defense now, just look what Jalen Brunson did to him. Now I'm a Jalen Brunson fan. Been since since his freshman year at Villanova, big fan of Jalen Brunson, but. Just watch the game last night. How many one-on-one matches? Like, and they're the same size. Matter of fact, get it there. Jalen may even be an inch shorter. Mm. I'm barbecue chicken. Hey, hey, Harry. Tan him a new one. You, you know what you just described right now? How your, your old father or your grandfather get a little easy, cheap win and shit. And then you be like, let me stop fucking playing with me. Right, that nigga. <laughs> or or your little brother, he get like four threes in a row in 2K, and you sit up and dog him for 49 in a row. <laughs> like, nah, bro, you're not fucking playing with me. That's what it, <laughs> it sounds like you just said to me. Like, I like I, I get it. I, I get it. The um I get why he felt that way. Mm-hmm. But 
like as far as them underachieving as a backcourt, I think I ain't going back. I said I wasn't going to go back. Let that, <laughs> let that be. It wasn't too far back. I was I talking about be. we were talking about the Lakers and Kobe and. Oh no 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 no! We ain't gonna. Yeah, come on, man. Let's. <laughs> we ain't gonna bring that back up. That that'd be bad for the platform. Bring that nonsense back up. <laughs> Again, I had hope for book. <laughs> Get the hell out of here with that one, shorty. <laughs> He a mamba advocate like myself. I thought he was doing something. Right. Yeah, listen, it's the wrong, it's the wrong light skinned person that you're giving that that moniker to, or or having another type of high hopes for. It ain't, it ain't that one. I just said y'all the one over there and wearing green. I know. <laughs> but um, underachieving as a backcourt, I would say no. They did not under a well. It's a push because, from a standpoint of winning a title, obviously they underachieved. Mm-hmm. Best record in the game, well, in yeah, in the league, number one seed, go home. Last year to get to the finals, then get it done. That's an underachievement, mm-hmm. but. From a franchise standpoint, as much high praise people love to give Devin Booker now, before CP3 got there, nowhere close to being this team. Sure. So CP3 gets there, they go from a at best, their very best was a playing team the year sure. before CP3 got there. That was their best season. He gets there, what do they do? Go to the finals. Mm-hmm. The following, what do they do? Number one seed. That's that's big achievement. Yep. Great achievement. Mm-hmm. Going forward, I just I just think you know, like like you you know, you mentioned my comment before. They got they got to break it up. Like CP three can't play as many minutes or or dominate the ball as much. Like not at coming into the league. Well, next season at you know 38, 30, yeah, 37, 37. 38 playoff time. Yeah. Can't dominate the ball as much in this league at that position at his size. No, no, because he's gonna be a liability. Yeah, it is what it is. Like, you know, and there's no disrespect. <clears throat> Obviously, I'm the biggest Chris Paul fan, you know, on, on the on the stream right now. So, but it, it is what it is, man. Sometimes you get to the end. His longevity is amazing. And you know, isn't stated enough. Thanks to David Stern, you are. <laughs> Thanks to David. <laughs> All right, shop at a stop. It's gonna be stick, stick with the NBA. The NBA is a parody league now. You shop it or you stop it. I guess I went for me. I'm gonna have to stop it. It's not parody as in like the same the four teams that's there. One has the most champion. All four of them have been a champion within the last 15 years. Most of them within the last 10. Or three of them within the last 10. So it's still the same teams getting a chip. It's just quote unquote more teams like rotated at the bottom if you will the bottom of the eight to get in 
But it's still the same teams fighting for the chip at the end of the day. It's still, you know, Steph and Steph and Clay, the super the super splash brothers. There's still Miami with Pat and um Spo. It's Boston Celtics who is no matter who they're playing, they will always be in contention with the Lakers. When the Lakers won the bubble championship, I didn't say we beat Miami. I said, oh, we're finally tied with Boston. That's always going to be the competition. And who are they playing? Dallas. I mean, it's Dallas. They've been good for the last 20 years with Dirt, dirt and, and Match. So they've always been one of those top teams. They won what 2011 so so within the last 10 years they won for the last what, 12 years they won something like that my math is off but you know what i'm saying john you got it if you if you're ready no nah, i ain't ready but all right i'll take it so parity means you know in the sense of being equal Right, where pretty much every team is equal to the other. From that standpoint, no, there's no parity in the NBA. Um, to say the same four teams or whatever going to win it every year, that's not entirely true. Uh, the franchise that builds the best team in the best roster is going to be there and be be the ones that's going to be um, consistently in the in the runnings. I.e., not I'm not even going back 15 years as you did. <laughs> I'm just going within the last five. Golden State is that team. The years that they missed the playoffs was because their superstars were hurt. In the last year, uh, what was that? What was that one season they was out? Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. They lost in the play-in, right? Yeah, they lost the play-in. The Grizzly. Lakers. And Grizzly. Two seasons. So two seasons they missed. Mm-hmm. Out of them two seasons, they were playoff since Steph Curry been in the league, playoff team, or in the finals. That's just a well-ran franchise. Um if you look at it outside of them. Boston is a rising franchise, but also a historic franchise who just builds the right way. Mm-hmm. And you look at their roster, they're built the right way and are um, in the right. Uh, they set up to win now and going forward. That doesn't mean like their roster is that much better. It's just a, it's just a well-ran franchise. We say Dallas has been good for 20 plus years. They got one ring. That's, Boston that's, got one ring in the last 35, but <laughs> they still they Kevin Garnett and Chris uh Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce won't let y'all forget that one ring that Boston got the last 35 that years. That is true. That's that is true. <laughs> You're correct. They did get one in the last 35 years. But going forward, about, they're set up, they're set up to, to win the right way. The one thing about Boston is like you know. I'm not no NBA guru or whatever or basketball guru. When you look at 
Boston, when they try to make their transactions with either draft or free agency, when they make their big swing, they make their big swing and they stay with their team and they try to build around that team the best way available. You got other teams, they, they make that big swing, crumble it up, throw it away, try to keep doing it, and they, they don't never succeed. But with Boston, they keep building on what they try to believe is their team and go off of it, even if they got to change coach or not. Yeah. I think that the biggest difference in the in the uh, league now and probably, you know, why the, the question was thought of is there isn't – like the dominant team isn't as dominant – well, franchise isn't as dominant as it was was when we were younger. Yeah. Small three kids, no. Well, I think that's what it is. Like, like because no matter like like the nineties basketball was great, really great. You had super teams in Houston, uh, Orlando, Chicago, um, Portland, Detroit. Lakers at the beginning, Blazers for 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 a little bit, Utah, San Antonio. But the point was, Indiana had a great team. The Knicks had a great team. But the point was, it don't matter how great your team was, we knew that man was going to win. With all y'all motherfucking ass. Like when he was in the league, it just it it's just what we got accustomed to. And then for a nice little stretch in the early two thousands. If it wasn't them in purple and gold, on them odd years, it was going to be them in black and silver. Black. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, and, and then now it's just like, all right, it's starting to shift. We, we, we're looking at a shift because Golden State, as great as they are, they don't look like the clear-cut favorites to even win it this year. Mm-hmm. As a betting man, you would put money on it, on them. That might be the safest bet. Just because of past experience, but you never know. And yeah. I, I like it this way, to be honest. It makes you, it makes you, um, what is it? A little more excited watching every NBA game. That should go on to your next question. It, it is sure then. <laughs> like I did that there, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did right there. Yeah, I see, we, I see you know, Ali Duke. It's a little bit. Just a little bit, man. Mm-hmm. If you're just tuning in, we've been discussing the NBA playoffs. Um, we just finished wrapping up talking about is the NBA a parity league? And now it brings us to our next question. With so many young stars, can the NBA afford to create four expansion teams? That wasn't a question I thought you were gonna ask, but I'm good with that. That wasn't a question. Nah, nah. What's what you thought was? I thought you were gonna say which team had the best chance to win the championship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know. Well, we go there. We go there. Nah, you already got the chance. We're we gonna go we ahead. to this one now. No, we here. We here. We back. We back. The best chance to win the championship. I say it's every damn team. <laughs> Equally. Easy I don't I don't feel like if I'm looking at it as a like outside looking in, not being a real fan of any team, just like certain players, I believe everybody got a chance. Luke can go crazy and the, uh his role players can help out. 
Golden State, when they finally get hot and they can stay consistently hot, they a dangerous fucking team. Tatum looked like he trying to be the best player in the world come next year and let motherfuckers know I'm here. Um, Jalen Brown might help him step up and, and be his be- uh, Robin to the Batman, whatever you try to call him. It's Batman too. <clears throat> and Miami looked like they, they don't give a fuck who in front of them. They're going to give him that work. So I, that's why I say anybody. For me personally, looking outside, looking in. So I asked the, the, the question in the group. Only thanks for the votes. We got the Celtics leading the way for some odd reason. Who has the Celtics leading the way? Huh? Say it again. I I hear what you said. I said the when I asked the question in the group, we had the Celtics leading the way for some odd reason. You know what reason? <laughs> but I'm gonna go with like you said earlier, the Warriors. I mean, they got. Their, their leaders that's been there before are healthy. Now, knock on wood for, for health sakes. Game six clay show why he got the nickname Game Six Clay. Um Steph. Steph is shooting bad and he's still shooting 30% from three, which is crazy. That's like damn near everybody. And they miss um, free throws. And then you have a coach that's been there that they know how to make these adjustments. So I would love to see Warriors Celtics in the final. I'm sorry, I'll take that back. I love to see Warriors Heat in the finals. But I think the Warriors have it. You said Warriors and Heat? Mm-hmm. That's who I, I got Warriors and Heat. Not no, because no. I don't I don't like I don't like Boston. I like I just think defensively, I feel like he can match up with the role players of Boston, how they got so hot versus Milwaukee. I think Spo and and PJ Tucker helps out a lot. Listen, listen, listen. Jimmy Butler. Listen, I understand Al is a Laker fan, so he would never pick Boston. The truth is, he know damn well he's scared because if Boston go to the finals, he know they got a strong chance to beat the Warriors. <laughs> That's what it really is. Like it's it's beyond strong. Like he low key talking about I don't know why Boston. He know deep down in his heart, like bro, this might be their year. That's what it, he feel it. He trying to deny. It. I understand. Be the be the Laker fan. I get it. I get it. I understand. I see through it though. I think JT the best, is amazing. I ain't gonna lie. The the best betting chance. Oh, why you freeze up again? Yeah, just uh, Jason Tatum is amazing. So I ain't even gonna hold you on that. So Boston got a chance. Boston got a chance. Damn, we keep freezing up. Sorry about the Look, man, you, 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 you sound depressed saying that Tatum is no going to be that dude or is that dude right now. No, he is Celtic and a dude player. Like, what the fuck? Like, so, take a oh, real quick while we try to let him catch up. Go back to that draft. When was he drafted? What round? I mean, what pick was he drafted? Uh, Second. I think he was right behind. He was right behind Joe or right behind uh, Ingram. I can't remember what draft that was. So look it up real quick. Let a uh, humble beast catch up. 
and see how that draft unfold. Just do the first five picks and see how that shit would just different up. Uh, 2017 NBA draft. Yeah, Charles right right behind uh, Alonzo. Yeah, first pick was Markel Fultz. Didn't really work out for Philly, but doing big things in Orlando, I think it is. Yeah, Orlando. Um, then we picked Joe. Lakers picked Joe. And he's playing well in Chicago. And he played well in New Orleans, too. And then you got Jason Tatum right there at pick three. Josh Jackson was the fourth pick by the Suns and De'Aaron Fox for the Kings. What's the fifth? Mm. Imagine if the Lakers would have picked Tatum. How you feel about that, man? Honestly... Tatum wasn't even my pick, so I can't even be mad and act like I knew Jason Tatum was going to be this player. Okay. I thought we was – because we just – I'm not mistaken. Did we have – I don't know if we had Ingram yet. Well, look at that. Yeah, we had, just drafted, um, we had just drafted Ingram. That shit, that shit speaks wonders. Think about the team so, that you could have fucking had. Ingram. We already had Ingram, so Tatum wasn't the pick. For me, the pick for me Gee. was um, the pick for me was Fox. I wanted Fox and Ingram to play together. All right, Ingram, Tatum, come on now. Because Ingram and Tatum played the same as X Rock. I mean, I know it's a position. I would have had him on the court and do something different. Yeah, but again, his position was basketball. But again, building the team, we needed a point guard at that time. We we had Russell, but. I, I was never a D'Angelo Russell fan. I was never sold on D'Angelo Russell. I know he went to Golden State and had a year, but this week would have go to State and it speaks to him. He had he would have Golden State and had an okay, all right, little stint, but he 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 did his his damage in Brooklyn. Was it Brooklyn? I know he was an All Star for one of them teams. I can't remember which one. It yeah, was. it was in Brooklyn. Then he got traded to to um Golden State. Golden State helped him out a little real quick. He got a little stability. Then they left, went to the um, Minnesota, where they ain't doing shit there unless they get rid of towns. So, um, so let's go to the, let's go to the question that I heard was going to start off with. And what was that? Which which one was that? Before um, expansion teams. Oh yeah, before expansion teams. So when you look at some of these rosters, everybody with these supermax, right? I don't know why I went four teams. I could have asked two or just an expansion period. So if I remove the word four and just go expansion, I think so. We're actually killing the league because we have so many guys that may be on benches that can't. Right. Let's certainly crack a lineup because some of their lineups are so good. There's only five people on the court. Yeah. So I think you can. Um, and it was more so a WNBA needing expansion type of deal as well. Sure. Because it's talented WNBA players, but because it's only 10 teams. Wasn't there, wasn't there more teams when it started or, or no? It was always 
No, it was always around like eight. I think it was eight when it started, four east, four west. Oh, okay. So now it's 10 there in the WNBA. And like I said, with the talent that's coming in, you got talented people sitting home. Yeah. Because there's only so many spots. Said so no need to expand. Yeah, there's only so many spots. But like I said, Taylor Cooper is one of the good point guards. She dropped 26 and sent home. Like she dropped 26 last year in the game. She sent home. Yeah. Um, Kaiser Gonzari was Indiana Fever. She sent home. Um said just so players got cut at the last day just because you can't afford to carry so many teams or so many players. And yeah. there's bitch players coming off someone like Jordan Poole, someone like um trying to think the names that just came in. Like Dallas got rid of an all-star mm-hmm. and is now in the conference finals. I would think like it should be a no-brainer to do it for WNBA. Because there's a lot of cities, a lot of states that's hungry for a team, period. That would mm-hmm. just would just run at the chance to get a, a a team. Like you look at all these cities now, they run at a chance to get a soccer team. They probably would run at a chance to get a hockey team. So if you add a WNBA, that that just only hope to strengthen your team to get a, a regular men's NBA team. And um, I mean Seattle. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it would be good for the game right now because they already talking about shortening the game. Um, people will have to travel more. You still have to do COVID restrictions. I just think the NBA is fine where it's at. It's already getting watered down because a lot of players are not fully developed um, mentally and, like, skill-wise when they come in the game. That's why they washed out so quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the WNBA, sure, hands down. Okay. I mean, Seattle was so hungry for a team at this season. They have a, they have a hockey team they just, they just created. Yeah. So – that is a market that's begging for something to do between February and August. Herb said, do you think the unfortunate situation with Brittany Griner is going to go on, going through will force the NBA players, the organization to pay the ladies year round? Uh, that should be already kind of stacked, especially because, you know, I mean, granted, with a lot of the LBGQ um, T community, some women are straight, so they have babies, so they need to get paid for a round. That should be standard in like whatever um, organization meetings they have with the players and organizations. That yeah. should be already kind of in the in the motion. But you look at a lot of these ladies; they got to they even got to go to do the WNBA and then go overseas to make ends meet. And that's at the wild. That shit's stupid. The NBA yeah. should help out and, and spend some of that money. They probably spend more money overseas and overseas uh, teams and organizations and arenas than they do for the WNBA women. Yeah, I mean, like I said, after the season, like Herb said, after the season, they got to play overseas and then come back. It, I think it lessens, and I was watching a, a WNBA um, documentary this weekend as well on uh, NBA TV. It lessens the WNBA as a whole because they're literally tired. They play a season, go across seas, play a season, 
comeback players. Them niggas are tired. Like, they don't have no rust. There's no rust for the worry. So I know, shout out to Neka uh, and Goomba, okay? She's working as the NBA PA. That's the, uh, the WNBA PA um, president. So I know that's something that she's trying to get across. Trying to get right. You got too much yeah. untapped talent coming out of college that's exciting to watch yeah. when it come down to tournament time to not showcase that in the WNBA. Like, yeah. you got females yeah. out here that's trying to fight for a position where they're not going to see any time or they when they do get time it's not that much so now they got to go overseas and make ends meet right i mean the ladies are are definitely supported by kevin durant i know he's a big advocate for kobe recipes was an advocate for wnba um booker chris paul and crowder show up sometimes for the, the mercury games you know as a team so they have that um that support from the, the NBA players as far as viewership. So I think I think they can get together and do something to right. get more. I mean NECA, like I said, NECA with WNBA PA has already increased, you know, the, the salary that they're getting. Uh, you know, a little bit about you know about percentages. Yeah, I think WNBA need to do something about that better than and to because that's too many situations overseas like with Russia going on right now. You that's anything could happen. Right. Yeah. What I say? Yes. Your franchise player is across seas. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You know, your Brittany Ryan is one of the top WNBA players. She's been one of the top players since she came out of. Uh, was that Baylor? Yeah. Yeah. You know, she came out of Baylor. You know, on the football field, it's a grown-ass man, dog. <laughs> oh, Brittany Griner? Yeah, it's a grown-ass man, dog. <laughs> <laughs> she got a whole kid. She got she got child support for a kid that ain't heard and she ain't agree with. That's a grown-ass man, dog. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Facebook group. Someone said, I still think Sacramento is going to move one day. Mm. Uh, it's possible, but again, I think Seattle definitely needs a franchise for NBA. I just hey, think they, that's a market. They do for one. It's that's one thing. If you go to like, you go from Seattle to a city that you can like. All right, yeah, I, I understand that. Well, no, fuck no. I'm not going from Seattle to Oklahoma. No, fuck no. Hell no. <laughs> So, I don't know. That's it for the WNBA. Right, we, yeah, I'm about to say, when it, there's enough for NBA talk today. Let's talk football. Where we want to start? Schedule? Let's start with the Q- QBs. Okay. So, what young QB is set to rise to superstar status? Um, as we've seen over the last few years, you know, Pat Mahomes took the lead by score of his second year. Yeah. Followed by, you know, was MVP. Followed by second year, Lamar Jackson, unanimous MVP. Followed by second year, Joe Barrow, you know, going to the Super Bowl. So we've seen these second year, third year quarterbacks take a step forward. Right. I think the one that's going to do it, I'm hoping, is. 
Um, Justin Herbert. I don't know if he's already a superstar, uh, but so might be, I don't know if he's already a superstar, so that might be the easy that might be an easy cop out, but I definitely think Herbert is one of them. Um, I think Jalen Hurts. I love what Eagles the Eagles have done for their team in their receiving court. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go with those two on AFC for AFC and the NFC pick. I would. Uh, I'm I'm going with I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields. I'm not sure what they're going to do with Trevor Lawrence right now at this at this moment. You just it's one of them organizations that. If even if they get it right somewhat, they seem like they're gonna fuck it up somewhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what they did with Jalen Hurst consistently told you, like, we believe in Jalen Hurst in Philly, so we're gonna run with it. We're gonna put team, we're gonna put players around them. So I'm gonna say it's either him and um and Justin Fields. Hopefully they, they didn't get it together in Chicago. I don't wanna say it's Justin Herbert, but like you said, that's the easy cop out. Because I already think they put him there in that top tier caliber already, as it is. Even after his first year, they believed in him so much. Like I look at one of the ratings, they already got him as a top six quarterback in the rate. So if I take and he didn't even make the playoffs the first two years, and they already got him as a top caliber uh ranking as a as a QB. That's what I was saying. I mean, the AFC West being so competitive and stacked at this point. I think him coming out of the AFC West and possibly being, you know, top two quarterback in the AFC West mm. would make him more of a superstar to get him more of that recognition. I mean, the Broncos at the beginning of the, the season has six or seven standalone games mm. where, like, it may not be a Monday night or a Sunday night football, but they're, like, in London, one of those games. So they're like the only thing on to watch as far as football for a couple of those games. There's some Sunday nights, some Monday nights, some Thursday nights. Yeah. And the Chargers is one of them. He's going to get a little recognition, a little bit more recognition, you know, across so, the league. So, so flip side, the if, if they don't get to the playoffs or, or one and done, who is to blame? You didn't already find your head coach two years ago. I hate to say this because he's the second year guy, but Brandon Staley is playing. He's coaching like he's playing Madden. I keep saying that, but I need him to make better decisions because you got Andy Reid that you're coaching against. Mm-hmm. As a coach, you already know he's going into the game with one of the best offensive game plans. Mm-hmm. So you got very little room for error, and you're a defensive head coach which is not really the way, but the odds as a defensive head coach is kind of stacked against you. When you look at the last Super Bowl head coaches to win or even to make it to the Super Bowl were offensive guys. Andy Reid, Bruce Arians, Kyle Shanahan, uh, Taylor in Cincinnati, Doug Peterson won it one of them years. Like besides Bill, defensive coaches ain't winning in, in, in this league. All right, so all right. Well, what about um Mac Jones and Tua? I'm not so Mac or Tua. No. Well, okay. Why you not first? First, with everything around Tua, why do you think he's not going to succeed with that team? 
his arm strength. Not necessarily throwing the deep ball, but the velocity on it. Mm-hmm. Like it flutters. Like I watched the game because somebody was telling me, you know, Tua beat y'all team. And I watched it, watching him make these throws. It was so many interceptions that was there to be had that just dropped. Viva why I said we needed a safety, but no, I'm not <laughs> going to say nothing. Like um, they just flutter. The ball flutters out of his hands, and it's been like that since Alabama. Yeah, he could throw it deep, but it flutters. It's not a powerful, but a lot of velocity on his passes that gets there. That's what I mean by arm strength. All right. So, what else? What do you don't believe about Mac Jones? You you don't believe in the team, the weapons, or Mac you just Jones don't believe in Mac Jones? Is he's basic? He's he's mid. Like mm-hmm. he's not bad, but he's very mid. Like he's very average baseline, which you want a quarterback to be. And as far as New England, they don't have the weapons to elevate mid. Like, they've had mid weapons for so long, but Tom Brady elevates mid weapons to Tampa. So, what if they don't have the weapons, they still find a way to make the playoffs? What would you say about that team then? Would you just put it on? They're not going to make the playoffs. I'm just, but I'm asking you if. Drew Brees also led the league in interceptions a lot more times than I wanted to. <laughs> Curb said Drew Brees didn't have great arm strength, but he got it done. And like I said, Drew Brees also threw a lot more interceptions than he did too. So he Tua ain't that accurate. That's the thing with Drew Brees. Drew Brees could hit the axe in the middle. He has your shoulder pads when you throw it, when you run in the route. Tua ain't got that. All right. But what if what if Mac Jones do get to the playoffs? I think too. I think Matt Jones will get to the playoffs. I think they'll be one of the. They have a good chance of being one of the three wild cards. I don't have them winning that division. Okay. All right. So what I was think that? Buffalo still wins that division. Probably Buffalo might win it all. From being. Did Buffalo? Okay. Did Buffalo do enough to to get the hype that they have to be a number one overall rated AFC team? I think so. Why? Um, give me give me reasons why, based off what you've seen of their play and what they added and what they didn't add. Okay, Josh Allen is first off. If Josh Allen is the bad thing of your team, or the most inconsistent thing of your team, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Josh Allen is very inconsistent, but he's also very good as well. When he's good, he's good, and he dueled out. And they, you know, was right there in step with Kansas City last year. They were right there in step with everybody last year. And most teams in the AFC got worse. Okay. Most teams in the AFC either lost that number one receiver, you know, lost, you know, a, a coach or two. Let's think about the team. More the defense to me is the best thing about the team. I heard. I mean, they were the number one scoring defense, number one yards defense, and they've been that for the last two, three years. While um, Joan, while uh, Josh Allen was gathering his steps, they've been that. So well, that, that's to me why I think they have a good scoring defense, a good scoring offense. Um, 
I don't see what they draft. I, I'm not saying that. Um, I think without what what got them exposed and eventually lost that game was them not having their number one corner. Even with that number one corner, they still lose that game. How they lost it because they 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 went to off of mismatches in the slot consistently. That was just bad coaching and bad philosophy. How you try to win that game towards the end. But if you go back to uh, just that whole season as whole, they don't have a great offensive line. They, they just play a lot of teams that can't rush the passer, especially last year. Um, they can't run the ball. Well, the only person who can run the ball is Josh Allen, and they can't stop the run at all. They do they do well at certain things, but they don't do well. They don't do good at, at everything. And I think a lot they're of not, teams go ahead. They're not horrible. Well, they don't run the ball. You're right. They are actually horrible at running the ball. Um, I don't think they're horrible in the backfield, though. That's the thing. But that goes back to your offensive line, too. If your offensive line at times can't pass block, but then they can't run block opens a hole for your running for your running game. That speaks to your offensive hole. You rely so much on Josh Allen. Then after a while, somebody gonna lock up Diggs. Somebody gonna get Gabriel Davis and hold him for a little bit. And then when you get hit and you try to make something happen, the tight end ain't gonna always bail your ass out off of a prayer throw. Yeah. So I'm I'm saying like I mean I that's I like Gabe. Was it Gabriel? Gabriel. Yeah. I'll call Gabriel. Gabriel yeah. Davis. 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 I like Davis. Davis. I like Diggs. I like, like I said, I like Josh Allen. I respect Josh Allen. I say like I respect him. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I think he's very inconsistent. But when he's high, he's very top echelon. Even his lows is not like out of the top fifteen. Like it's just not. Yeah. Okay. Um. They lost their um, offensive coordinator to the Giants. How does that affect them? I think that will affect them slightly. Not a lot because you also have an offensive coordinator that was there. So that might, like I said, they what y'all were saying as far as running the ball. I'm interested to see what uh, Ken Dorsey does. Yeah, I'm interested to see what Ken Dorsey does, hopefully, because he's one of them – Players that turn into like assistant coaches that paid his dues, and he's been going on his way up for years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet they don't stop him, but they stop Airbnb. But that's probably a whole another. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's discuss. Yeah, yeah. He, like I said, he's been with the team. He's been a player. I think, like I said, they don't have a bad backfield. They just don't use it. Mm-hmm. So maybe Ken Dorsey uses that backfield to give um, Josh Allen. A little bit more of a reprieve, a little bit more of a not having to put everything on your shoulders type of deal this year. Okay. Devin Singletary and um who's the other bat they have? You got Singletary and you have um it's not yeah. Moss. Yeah, it is Moss. Okay. Yeah, Devin Singletary is that Moss. Like they're pretty pretty solid. And we're gonna find out about that team when it comes down to um the first game of the year when they gotta play uh they gotta play the Rams, so we'll we'll see how that how that folds out for them defensively and offensively. And they gotta stop the run, and they gotta stop Aaron Donald. 
right. So uh like come on, like stopping Aaron Donald is that's a mess. Like that shit don't happen. <laughs> Aaron Donald stopped Aaron Donald. Well, we'll pray that you can at least let that nigga trip or something. Right. <laughs> so what uh with uh in the schedule coming up, what top games are you looking forward to seeing as a fan? Um Denver and Seattle. Um, yeah, Denver and Seattle. I want to see Russell Tedify off of them. Mm. Just just a payback because they try to they they made it seem like he burned everything down in the kingdom when you let him go. Um again as a fan, I'm I want to beat the GOAT, as they call them. You know, I want to beat, they don't care if you're 45 years old. I want this year to be the year that he realizes that he's 45 years old. <laughs> I want this year to be the year that people ain't talking about, oh, damn, y'all couldn't even beat Tom Brady, and it don't, you know, that man had to walk away because can't nobody stop him. He getting bored. No, right. I want him to actually look like he's 45 years old on that damn field. Um, I mean, you got games Buffalo, like uh, I know Buffalo and the charge the Chiefs play again. So I mean, they both won their division, so that one would definitely be good. And like for so, like for example, Week One, of course, that's the that's the kickoff. You got the Bills at the Rams. Week Two, you got Chargers at Chiefs, but also Week One, you got the Chargers and the Raiders for that rematch. That should be a good uh. Good week one game. Well, you got Cowboys at the Packers, Buccaneers at 49ers. The Bills versus the Bills play a lot of teams that's gonna test them in that in that schedule. All right. I think that I think that right there will actually show me if they're ready to take that next step to be the top AFC team. Yeah. Because they're gonna get tested by uh, as you said, they can't stop the run. All right, so I see what what Mixon does against them. I think Mixon is one of the top ten all around backs in the league. Right. What, what does he do against that, that defense? They can't, they, you know, can't stop the run. What do they do against Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow? What do they do against Kansas City? Like you're going to be tested. You have to earn this this playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Damn, I might not. I might. I don't know. I might pick no. We'll see you later. As as it, it gets closer to the time for us to pick our Super Bowl favorites, we'll see. Should, did she freeze up on me, too? No worries. There you go. With Jarvis off the market, is the Ravens better off not adding a free agent wide receiver? This is death. This is. Death. I know this ate your ass up all day. <laughs> But this one is more for y'all because I'm saying they needed the goddamn wide receiver. Y'all was like, let's let's go with the 18 unprovens. Like, <laughs> one of these, one of the 12 unproven receivers we got gonna have to step up. I'm like, all right, but you might want to get some insurance for that just in case, you know. So I'm thinking with the guys left since Jarvis is now a New Orleans Saint. Off the top of my head, I'm thinking Odell. I'm thinking Julio. I'm thinking Will Fuller is available. 
and only one of them I see playing well with what we we what we would want to do, and that's Julio. Odell ain't blocking all goddamn day, and he was Will Fuller. And I, I don't expect fucking Julio to block all damn day. That motherfucker hurt damn near half the season. So why would I even expect him to waste a roster spot? And Will Fuller too. That motherfucker be hurt every other year. So it's like, yeah, no matter what team, Houston, Dolphins, it don't matter what team he on. He hurt for 30, 40% of the year. So shit, you ain't no good position either. Odell, what he gonna give you? 30% of the season? Shit, I, if that's the case, and that's what I gotta choose between, that's what I'm going with the rookies. Put put up lightly, put up uh Kohler, let that shit run, put one out in the, in the slot. Let's let's get it block or something. Shit. Cause if I gotta deal with them three broke ass motherfuckers right now, <laughs> I think Julio might end up in the Colts. He might wait damn it to like training camp, end up with Matt Ryan. I know what he got, I know what he's gonna do. Let's get it. Odell, he gonna fuck around, ended up in Green Bay or the Rams or something like that. It's he gonna end up where he feel like he gonna win and showcase with a good quarterback to his standard to help him at least keep getting money. It seemed like the Rams was trying to lowball him because he said he ain't going back to nobody and playing on the um, on the budget. Basically. Well, shit. Why? Why would you? You were getting that good money from New York slash Cleveland, and you got to pay go down to L.A. just to win a ring. You got the ring, but now shit, you got a family. You just had a child. You ain't doing that. Right, LA just paid all them people. They people trying to figure out how the fuck they paying them and shit. Nah, and shit. All right. All right. I mean, this list don't look like a a good ass. Yeah, yeah. You got Julio at thirty three, Wolf nope. at twenty eight, Ty nope. at thirty two. Fuck no. Alan Hearns at. No, I thought that said fifty. <laughs> <laughs> like damn. I um Deshaun Jackson at 35. He's not going 29. Muhammad Sanu at 32. DD Westbrook. I mean, it's I'm running out of fingers. <laughs> it ain't no good options. I think we stuck with what we got right now. <laughs> like, hey, you better off uh, stacking up that offensive line. Go ahead, get what you got, an unrestricted free agency, and keep it moving. Yeah, I just think we stuck up what we got. I mean, it's, like I said, a hell of a roll of the dice when your quarterback is on his last year. They might be trying to set my guy up. You never know. But nah. you just you just gave him the center that's supposed to be there for the next eight to ten years, depending on his leg health. So I mean, you, inv- you invest into him where he won. Throw the ball to the goddamn center. That's supposed to do. Make sure that fucking uh, snap ball goes into between his chest and the numbers, and not over his fucking head or under his legs. And block up front so he can step up front and throw the ball to the receiver or whatever Go tight end or running back. To JK, like who the hell he throwing the ball to? <laughs> look, man, look, look, look. You know the receivers that we got. I believe we need to start giving Duvernay more shots than what he I do had. believe in the wide receiver we have. I like Bateman. And? Duvernay's a hell of a returner. They used, they used the hell out of that man on, on end of rounds. 
And that's the problem. They're using them wrong. Feed that motherfucker. Crochet, whenever he ain't enjoying Harbaugh's doghouse, produces. Crochet can beat motherfuckers one-on-one. He produces Simple. when he's not in the doghouse. He can beat house. people one-on-one. He fast enough, he got good enough route running to beat people one-on-one. It's Greg Roman's job to put them in a position to win. I actually got more faith with Tylen Wallace than I got. Tylen Wallace and it don't Kyle matter Cole. who it don't matter who put on that that Ravens uniform. Are you gonna go up and have a dog moment, or are you gonna go up and be a bitch? That's it. Lord, we went from praying for George Pickens to Makai Polk might get it done. Like just a hell of a it's a hell of a fall, girl. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But, but our defense is gonna be the difference, though. At the end of the day. Yeah, I think we're gonna be able to stop people's run, stop people's pass. Hopefully, Kyle Hamilton come in and can you know force turnovers. That's what we expecting them to do. Um, I don't know know the day. Mm-hmm. Be a range of safety. Aaron just told you he don't like. I didn't say I don't like him. I said I like Bateman. <laughs> and Duvernay is going on end around. They are a hell of a returner. And Pro says you can't stay out the doghouse. So what do they got to do with me not liking them? It ain't me not liking them. It's John and 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 Greg Roman not liking them. Just using niggas on end rounds and put them in the doghouse. Mm. The hell I got to do with not liking them. <laughs> hey, you see that uh, that picture they heard put in a group message? The NBA uh, NFL player ranks by division. We got the top ten. Look at that. Look at that. TJ Miles Garrett. You got number one at TJ, two Miles Garrett, three Deshaun Watson, four Joel Benito, five Nick Chubb, six Joe Burrow, seven Lamar Jackson, eight Jamal Chase, nine Cam Hayward, and ten Ronnie Staley. I kind of wouldn't have. I mean, that's off of respect because he ain't playing like fucking two years, so I wouldn't have Ronnie Stanley in that top ten yet. Right now, going into the season, because he ain't playing two years. Mm-hmm. But Lamar Jackson being at seven is uh, shit. That's fine. Put him at seven. That's fine. Joe Bantonio. I sure hope <laughs> they keep um not Baker. What's the dude's name that's behind Baker? He gonna be hope he keeping him upright until Deshaun Watson get back. Yeah. Mm. That's that center, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I'm trying to figure out where the hell is Joe Mixon at on this list. I would have Joe Mixon on that list at least. Above Came Hayward. I mean, Came Hayward ain't no slouch, but shit. Joe Mixon, he ball. Yeah, I'm going to say he a dual threat running back. If I would do anything, I would take Deshaun Watson and Ronald Stanley off this list and add to somebody else because they ain't they, – like you said, like Herb said, why is Deshaun Watson even on on there? He ain't even play a game. But I will say the same thing about him and Ronnie Stanley. Take them both off the list and put somebody else on there to rank. I think people are projecting. Now, I don't think that Lamar Jackson is the third best quarterback in this division. But how, like how we just said, with me not believing in our wide receivers, he might be. He might be. I don't think he is, but I don't put the blame on him. I've been saying since 2013, 2014, it ain't the quarterback. 
So mm. I'll keep sending the same song until somebody in on uh the one winning drive start listening to me. It ain't the quarterback. Herb said, Where's Mark Andrews? Where is Mark Andrews? He need to be more elaborate. Like, where's that motherfucker practicing at right now? Warming up or I think you talking about on this list. Ooh. Go back and listen and see where, where he should be at. I'm trying to see. You got TJ, you got Miles, you got the Sean. That motherfucker should be top five. I'm not even gonna sit there. And- I'm having an issue. I have an issue with that Joe Betonio. It is not a, a slouch or a shot to Joe. It's just more people, like you said, Mark Andrews, Joe Mixon should be on here. So somebody got to come off. Then I think he's top 10. Joe Manito coming the fuck off. Mark Andrews is in that damn list. Yeah, Sean Watson ain't on Lamar level on the list. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm bow out. Watson's Watson, I'm biased. I've been I've been biased for him ever since I seen him beat Saint Nick twice. Only one of them counted, but when I seen him play against Saint oh. Nick twice, I've been biased. So okay, so what is he in the playoffs? He's like what? He's one and two. Did he win again? Oh yeah, he did beat Buffalo. He beat Buffalo. Buffalo, what they had yeah, a game in two. hand, and then. then Houston came back and won it. Yeah. Yeah, he won it too in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's same as Lamar, right? Lamar's one and three. Yeah, he won in three. Herb said four Browns belong on the list. Question. Nah. Again, people are overhyping. I'm taking the two of them off. off. I can respect Nick Chubb. Yeah, I think Nick Chubb definitely is one there. Miles Garrett. Miles is on there, yeah. Does Cam Hayward need to be on the list? I respect him, but I don't know if he needs to be on there. Like I said, like with the people that's off, like I said, Joe Mixon. Well, no, because I didn't took two people. I didn't put two people on, three people on, two people on. And we took three off. So I can keep Cam on there. I will put a, um, what's what's the homie in the safety for the Steelers? What's his name again? Minka? Huh? Minka? Yeah, I will put him over Cam Hayward. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I gotta, I gotta check that. He beat the Titans, not no. He beat, he beat Buffalo. He beat and Buffalo. Cause that, what was that? That, uh, that tackle. First playoff game. game. Huh? Josh Allen's first playoff game. Yeah. I'm about to go to it. Yeah, Kansas City beat Buffalo. I'm sorry, Kansas City beat Titans that year. They beat Houston and the Titans. Because, mm-hmm. uh, uh, let me see. If, uh, 
<laughs> Tay said, <laughs> Tay said, y'all still there? I'm like, shit. Sorry, y'all still here. All right. Are you supposed to open this whole list today? That's what it was. Can't be stayed, right? Yeah, that's the list. I don't think Yeah, it was uh covered anything else. It was January the fourth. Uh what's that? Twenty. That shit went in overtime. Making that overcam for her. He said, not at all. Not at all. Hmm. I'm, I'm saying, I respect Cam. I'll even more than Nah, I don't have no problem with Cam being on the list. I'm just saying, can there be somebody more valuable there? If you had to think about it. Nah. Like I said, to me, they even, but I'm going to make the from fans from the battle. So. Mm-hmm. Him and Derwin, he seems to be one that's staying healthy. Okay. All right. Well, All right. shit, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Y'all see the ticker down there. Follow us on YouTube, Sideline Talk underscore SLT. Instagram and Twitter at the Sideline Talk. Facebook group, hashtag Sideline Talk. Thank you to our sponsor, Love and Light Doula Agency. Um, you need a consultation, you know, hot girl summer. You know, y'all want to get it in? Nah. Make nah. some babies? Nah. You know who to contact once that. Once that belly starts, you know, getting full, you know, that belly starts to poke out, you know, the call. <laughs> Love like doula agency. You get y'all that number real quick. Um, they specialize in f- fertility support, surrogacy, consultation, labor support, and postpartum support. So even after the baby come out, you got a friend. Call them, 410-657-8767. That's our show for this evening. Be blessed, be productive, be more. I don't know how to stop this. <laughs>